Hey, Taco of the Towners, just a couple notes before we start the show. This week, we've got a special crossover episode with the ADD podcast out of Lawrence, Kansas. And we have a special taco news report from our roving taco reporter, Madison Johnson, who was able to attend the Wichita Taco Festival last weekend. And she gave us an in-depth report on all the tacos and what the scene was like at the Wichita Taco Fest last weekend. Also, if you're down at First Fridays in Kansas City on Friday, July 6th, I'll be having an art showing of some of my paintings in the Bauer building on the second floor at the Gallery Narrow starting at 6 o'clock. I've got some taco-themed paintings. I also have some ghost presidents eating chili dogs paintings, so please stop on by. I'd love to meet you. And that's on First Friday in Kansas City on Friday, July 6th, starting at 6 p.m. in the Bauer Building in the Crossroads at Gallery Narrow on the second floor. Let's start the show. Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. This week, we're on the road again, coming to you on location from a great neighboring taco town, Lawrence, Kansas. If you're a nearby taco town and you want Taco the Town to visit your town and review your city's tacos, Wichita, Topeka, Tulsa, Branson, Duluth, Santa Fe, let us know and we'll get you on our Taco the Town Taco Tour schedule. Like I said before, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place is going to go unmentioned until my salsa dancing instructor says that it's the right time for me to taco about it. Today, we'll be reviewing another great taco place in the Kansas City, Lawrence area. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, Share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Taco the Town, Taco the Town, Taco the Town, Taco the Town. We've got a special boots on the ground taco report from our roving reporter, Madison Johnson, who was able to attend the Wichita Taco Festival this past weekend. I'm going to throw it to Madison and get the scoop on what it was like down there in Wichita last weekend. Hey, Madison, the floor is yours. Madison Johnson reporting for Taco the Town with my review of Wichita Taco Fest. Wichita Taco Fest was a huge hit. First of all, there was a lot of people. This thing was sold out and the line was ginormous to get in. My recommendation for next year, if you do go, is to get there early, way before three. That way you can bounce around from the different vendors inside the stadium without having to wait in multiple lines. 
Overall, as far as affordability, Taco Fest was really cheap. It was only $10 to get in with dollar tacos. Now, you did have a three taco limit per vendor, and the margaritas were not a dollar as everyone thought was advertised. They were actually seven. On the bright side, getting a margarita was relatively easy, or sangria, or whatever your poison was. There were drink vendors on each of the four corners of the baseball field, as well as misting tents. So if you were waiting for your friends to get drinks or what have you, you could go hang out underneath the misting tent. And let me just tell you, I parked it there. It was so hot. I was sweating. It was not miserable, but be prepared for next year. Bring a sun hat. Right off the bat, some of the things that I really enjoyed about the Taco Fest was how structured it was. You got a map at the beginning and a list of all the vendors. Some of them I didn't even recognize, so that was neat. Other things that I really liked were the fact that there was a jalapeno eating contest and an additionally charged tequila tasting event. I believe that was around $35, so it was nice to have those options just so that you didn't have to stick to only eating tacos. There was cornhole, there were places to walk around, I believe there were other games as well, and there was music playing the entire time with a live DJ slash MC. So it had a really nice, fun atmosphere. Now, with the accessibility of $1 tacos, I had done all a 5'6 girl could do that day to prepare. I had eaten nothing, which might have been a good idea, might have been a horrible one. I was going to do all I could to not clutch my stomach in pain at the end of this, and spoiler alert, I still did that. So, first things first. I walk onto the field, I get a margarita. I'm not about to have this hot salsa with no drink in my hand. It just wasn't ever an option in my head. When I decide to get my first soft-shelled victim, a fleeting thought appears, and I think, oh God, I hope Fuzzies isn't here. Would it dare stain this fest, which I already hold most dear? My last encounter was already listed under the It's Complicated Relationship option on Facebook, and they had given me a taco that was exactly as expected, a garbage one. Whether it was their house-made hot sauce, otherwise known as repackaged Tabasco, or their flavorless meat, their tacos are the taco a drunk taco would eat if it was maybe into cannibalism. To be clear, Fuzzy's either wasn't there or dared not show its face to me, but that was the last taco I had before participating in Taco Fest, so my taste buds could have licked sandpaper and thought it was flavorful. That's my backstory. The panic washed away when I got to Neve's taco truck. They offered a traditional taco with meat, cheese, and lettuce, which was fried, and they were adorably small. I could have had seven, but I didn't. They were packed with a lot of ground beef. I was honestly shocked because they were so tiny, and their hot sauce was meh. My hungry level was still at a 10 at this point, and there was a dawning that I couldn't eat or hit all of the taco trucks without exploding. I tried all I could with the end goal of being full. As you know, I still hadn't eaten anything other than that delicious Neves taco. Next, I went to Chef Berto's Gourmet Tacos. It had pork, lettuce, and a truckload of cilantro with a soft shell. 
The taste was pretty good, but the pork was dry. The one thing that I did like about it was that it was naturally spicy without having any salsa on it, but it did need a salsa in general or just some type of something to make it a little more, for lack of a better word, moist. Sorry. Connie's was directly after Berto's with a fried traditional taco. And it was pretty cool because it had some Indian characteristics in it. There were peas mixed in with the beef for a nice touch. There wasn't much spice though, which I did think it needed. It was pretty plain in a sense of flavor, even though it did have those peas in it. So you could still probably put those bad boys down for pretty good flavor in a pickle. Lumpia's was by far the most interesting most greasy and most original. It was a taco, but it was an egg roll taco. It could have been my deep love of mango salsa, which they nailed, or the grease dripping off my hands, but I was digging the zero lettuce and cheese shit. I had also now finished my margarita, so all things were starting to taste a little better with a drunk level at maybe a three. Turns out that was a rookie mistake. Finishing the marg made me unbelievably full, so I had to persevere to continue. Next up was Fast Five, and to be honest, I thought that this was gonna be the winner. My friends had picked out the tacos, so I honestly don't know what all I had, but I think it was barbacoa. At least that was their best one. They did have pork, chicken, and beef, and I tried the chicken and beef. The chicken was a little dry, and then the beef was super chewy, but the barbacoa and pork, they hit out of the park. As far as presentation goes, I really liked Fast Five. I am an artful person, so I love seeing color. And they had not only a lot of cilantro, but the shells themselves, the corn tortillas, were green, purple, and red. So it was just very vibrant and beautiful to look at on top of having a load of limes on the side. They gave you like five limes for three tacos, and we're talking big limes. On top of this, Fast Five had a wonderful hot sauce. It was flavorful and hot, and they also gave you a verde sauce. So they really just gave you a lot for what you were paying for. And even with the affordability of Taco Fest in and of itself, Fast Five was still one of those that had and added a lot of value. At this point, my stomach was in a lot of pain, but my soul was thrilled. Like I said, Fast Five was going to be the winner for me until El Polito came along. I don't know if it was the Serrano pepper that burned my soul or the nuclear hot sauces, which also burned my insides, or the fact that they absolutely nailed steak, chorizo, and chicken. These guys deserve a gold medal. It was really greasy and it was probably more salty. So as far as eatability, I don't know how many of these you're gonna be able to put down, but my God, they were good. And I was already in pain with how full I was. And I still wanted to eat a whole one. So for me, El Polito had without a doubt the best tacos I had all day, while also being at a large size and hunger disadvantage. Overall, my Taco Fest experience was wonderful. I just wish I had a bigger stomach and could have tried a taco heavy hitter like Molino's without needing to throw up. Some mistakes were made. You know, I didn't show up early enough and I didn't wear a sun hat, but Taco Fest was highly worth it. And I'll be returning next year, so I hope you do too. Thanks for that taco report, Madison. I hope that we can make it down to the Wichita Taco Fest next year. It sounds like it was a lot of fun. 
and I'm glad you did not throw up. Never throw up your tacos. That's a no-no in my book. That's a taco no-no. Let's find out what Taco Place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is La Estrella in Lawrence, Kansas. La Estrella, which translates to anyone, anyone? The star. Very good. Very good. It's located at 2449 Iowa Street, Suite D in Lawrence, Kansas, 66046. The Perez family that runs La Estrella hails from Queretaro. I'm sure I pronounced that correctly, Mexico. When they arrived in Lawrence, they realized that Lawrence was missing a local market that could deliver Hispanic products to the large and growing Hispanic population of Lawrence. It's a one-stop shop. It's a grocery. It's a butcher shop. It's filled with foods and supplies for the Hispanic community. The El Pastor tacos it serves have been called the perfect tacos. Its prices are inexpensive, and at La Estrella, you always feel at home. Let's meet this week's guests. Got three guests for you this week. We're packed here on the show. This is going to be our busiest guest lineup ever here on Taco the Town. First guest, he's a visual artist and the host and creator of the ADD podcast, one of the longest running local podcasts in Lawrence KC area. He's a podcasting veteran. Would you say that guest? Yeah, yeah for sure. He's a self-proclaimed delightful crank on Twitter. <laughs> His Twitter handle oh, no. is at bar, B-A-R-R-R. Correct. Correct. He's acted in some of my films. He was in my film, Dale Still Dead, where he played a hick construction worker. This was before you grew a beard. Yes. This was long before the beard was ever in existence. Mm -hmm. This was probably in the late 1980s. I could have used a beard then, honestly, because of the overacting. Even as a background person, I am awful. <laughs> you wanted to shine. Oh, boy. Welcome to Taco the Town, Jason Barr. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for letting us use your studio here yeah, in Lawrence. Awesome. I'm, well, I'm pumped that we get to try out these tacos. Oh, me too. They're looking real good. Daisy's my dog's here, and she's trying to steal your tacos yeah, she, already. I'm petting her, and she's well, just you can, sniffing the tacos. Daisy might have to go. <laughs> this is a she's a common. This is a common occurrence on the show. Second guest is former host of the Not So Late Show that aired on Lawrence TV Channel Six from 2011 to 2017. Reader's Digest once named him the most interesting character in small-town America. There you go. Welcome Word. to Taco the Town. That's what's up. Mike Anderson. I am pumped, okay? I love tacos. The most fantastic thing ever. Although, you didn't tell me that El Pastor is like the most perfect taco until after we sit down so here. So what did you I order? Ordered, I ordered the carnitas and the lengua. Maybe you can borrow someone else's yeah. pastor. Did uh, you? Yeah, you know, I got I definitely probably got like three pastors over here. Good. Jason yeah, ordered twenty taco. tacos I did. just I, for himself. I thought I, <laughs> I thought I was. Yes, I, I'm telling you guys, I'm up before I am every day, clanging He's and banging. Thorough. Oh, you so love it, baby. I am. I'm starving. I, I got the beef tongue because two of my three favorite words. Beef the. No beef oh, tongue. Just beef tongue. Yeah, two, two of, of your favorite words. Two of the right. three favorite words. Yes. We've got a third guest joining us on Taco the Town. She's a sewing enthusiast, an Instagram model, who said she's just here to eat some tacos. She'll talk some, but she's mostly here just to eat the tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town, Marissa Marshall. Hey, Thanks I'm for pumped being to be here. Show. Thanks for having me and providing delicious tacos. No problem. All right, so you guys have lived in Lawrence for a while. Is everyone? How long has everyone lived in Lawrence? 
2004. 2001. Eight years. Whoa. Shortest time here. Mm -hmm. So what is your opinion of Lawrence, Kansas as a taco town? You think it, it has what it takes to be one of the top taco towns in Kansas? In Kansas, yes. Um, but I, I, yeah, I think the great thing about living in Lawrence too is you have a wonderful places in Lawrence, but you also have Kansas City, which have some of my favorite taco places, which we can talk about later as well. But I think there's it's underrated uh, food rest place is Lawrence, Kansas. It's kind of a foodie town. It's becoming that way, and people appreciate, like myself, a good taco. And Jason, you recommended La Estrella. How when how did you discover the tacos at La Estrella? Well, I believe it's pronounced. La Australia. 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 <laughs> yes, yes. yes. It's a ta- the tacos are from down I don't know. There. I know Spanish, and I'm saying it pretty <laughs> yes. correct. I you mean. have to eat La them backwards. Australia. Well, when I discovered it, I don't know who it was. Somebody else was talking. I think it was like, oh, probably Marissa. Marissa is saying I'm, Marissa that she I'm always quiet. She was probably saying it honestly because we were probably talking about what can we talk about on the ADD because Marissa's also on ADD. So, And I'm sure we were just looking for somewhere new. But once we realized it's like street tacos – all the goods, you know, lingua and all the other goodies. And it's cheap totally. for what you get. And it's super fresh. So and we got, what, 40 tacos? And mm-hmm. it was like 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot. It's pretty good. And including a bag of Taki, Takis Nitro. Tell me about these Takis, because I had a bag of these Takis one time, and I failed to see that they were the hot and spicy Takis. Mm-hmm. That messed me up for a good day oh. and a half. Wow. No, no, mm. I'm, I ate the entire bag on the way home. <laughs> I told you, I'm starving. I'm, I'm starving. You were sweating in the car. And I was sweating. I, I looked over and I was just mopping my brow with the, the Takis that were Hot Cheetos and Takis or whatever. There's that song on YouTube that's like a bunch of kids oh, I don't, singing I don't a song. They YouTube. love them you watch so YouTube? much. A little bit. Still watch YouTube? Well, I'm looking for That's on the way out. Is it? Anybody else hear that? Maybe. Isn't everything these days. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, ADD podcast, mm-hmm. you've been doing it. You were one of the very first podcasts I ever listened to. I mean, you've been doing it since like 2008? Yeah, 2000. I mean, probably 2006 even because I was doing it for Lawrence.com first. And then they had their own feed. So I would just interview artists, musicians, other people, anybody I could. But it was a hyper-local focus. Well, then after I did that for two years for maybe like 50 bucks an episode or something. But that's cool. It was awesome that the paper at least, you know, I was getting a tiny paycheck to just go around. and, And pretty much I could pitch ideas to them. And they had other things for me, too. So I didn't really have to do a whole lot of work other than just record the show, edit it, put it out. And then once I, I the the site that I was working for was going under. So then I just we went out on our own. I said, hey, are, are you guys going to, like, sue me if I take this name? Or is this my property? And the guy was like, oh, it's nice of you to ask us, you know. And But, yeah, it's yours. So after that, we just got it up on iTunes. And over 10 years, you have times where you put out a ton, times where you don't put it out. But inevitably, I don't, I'm told it's an interesting way to experience a show because you're kind of like living with you know it's really intimate the ups and downs you know right but at the same time it's you know i I understand that at this point it could be like a cliche like uh tim heidecker does that show on cinema and that's kind of the the spoof of on cinema is that his personal life always takes over his podcast (laughs) and like they hate each other and you know it's so it's more about the drama when really you know the show is also radically different but all it was is like the long and short of it i didn't know what i was doing so I just decided to cut it up like a mixtape, and then which was the cut me out because I didn't know how to interview anybody without. You used just to talking. make me mixtapes. Yeah, you used to make me mix CDs yeah. and be mix like, CDs. "Hey man, you gotta check this out. Yeah, <laughs> put this in your next movie, man. This is true. You slip it to me at a film festival. I was obsessed. I was obsessed with mixtapes and CDs and stuff all through high school and, and college. As, and I had a little DJ set up in my out my you know houses over the years, but that's all that was was like 
how do I learn how to edit? And then early uh, web meant that I could talk to anybody. It's, you know, because it was novel. Like if, if you reached out to a musician, there was not every, you know, not everybody had a show. Not everybody, uh, at this point, podcasts are fairly ubiquitous. Like they're, they're just everywhere. But then, you know, everyone, and everyone I reached out to was like, okay, sure, cool. That sounds cool. And How I'm, would you I, describe your show if people haven't heard it? Well, I mean, it's just a straightforward conversation, but it's, it's sort of like a farce on a, like a morning radio show. So again, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm playing myself, but it's probably an exaggerated version, maybe a little cockier. And then my co-host Jasper uh, is sort of a dirty hippie with a good heart, you know? <laughs> so then he just sort of like is there to undercut what I'm doing and make fun of me when I get a little too serious or uh, groan when I get into politics. And it's like, dude, just stop. You're embarrassing yourself, you know? You're not as funny as you think you are right now. It's just your Adderall talking. Mike, you hosted the Not So Late show, and that went away last year when Channel 6, what, like, got bought out. I got to eat one of these. Right? I yeah. Eat one yeah, go ahead. Okay. Enjoy your tacos. But remember how it tastes so we can I know revisit that. That's what I want. Well, you've got like 80 to get through, so. So tell me about the biggest thing that I remember hearing you about you was when you did the world record attempt. Yeah, yeah. Can you Elaborate. relay that story oh, to our audience? Story. Of great course, story. yeah. I wanted to set a world record. I always kind of wanted to set a world record, and I came upon one that was the longest marathon television talk show. Like, okay, if I can just stay on television for 62 hours and 12 minutes, I'll win. Who held the record or who still holds Robbie the Robbie Shane from Nepal. <laughs> Not that I think about it every day. He had the record of 62 hours and 12 minutes. I'm like, well, we're going to go to 66 hours because we were on Channel 6 and we thought it was kind of fitting. And I practiced as, as well you could. I'd stay up. And I naturally am a wired person. I don't drink caffeine. I don't drink coffee. Okay. I don't drink soda. I don't drink tea. And so for me, if I have just a little bit of it, I'm just up forever. So when I would practice, I would practice in the first 45, 50 hours, I would not drop a caffeine. Like it was came easy to me. But when you're practicing, you're at home just like playing Madden. Like I was taking the Browns to the Super Bowl because someone had to. <laughs> Spoiler alert, not even in the, in the virtual world they went to. So it was fun. But then when I did it, um, so I came in kind of cocky. And unfortunately, they made me start at 1030 at night. So a couple oh. weeks ahead of time, I had to change my circadian rhythm so I'd go to bed at noon and wake up at 8 p.m. And I just couldn't do it. My body just wouldn't let me. I darkened out my windows. And the thing is, I was doing some publicity beforehand. They all want to do interviews around like 1 or 2 p.m. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. Well, I'll just I'll go to bed later. I'll get up earlier for that one. And I was really sleep deprived. I was averaging four hours of sleep a night for probably a week ahead of time. So I was really sleep deprived. I thought I could just power through it and... I still think I could, but the powers that be who ran it worried about my health, even though I had to sign something that says if I die on television, it's not their fault. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And so so how, the, long, how long did you last? Just shy, about 40 hours. What happened to your body? What happened to your brain towards the end? Did you just start shutting down and seeing things? Or? Yeah, it was less brain and more body. It was really strange in that I think about like the 32-hour mark, between the 30 and 32-hour mark, I was just completely fine. And then all of a sudden, I remember I was interviewing Kelly Corcoran, a great friend of mine, and we were talking about wrestling. And I was like, why can't I, like, I can't, I, I, I couldn't, but I didn't have peripheral vision. And when I moved my head quickly, something, like, I would get nauseous. Oh, man. And so, like, well, this is kind of strange. And I wasn't eating kind of well as I should have. I wasn't drinking as much. And it kind of got to that point where I, was like, I just couldn't. It wasn't like I was worried about I was going to pass out and, like, fall asleep. I just couldn't focus. There was one point where I was interviewing like this war hero veteran who wrote a book about it. And he's looking at me like, what the F is this guy doing? 
and I had to have someone on the other side of the couch holding up mm-hmm. a piece of paper with questions on it. Wasn't and there I, a stipulation that you couldn't ask the same question twice? Exactly. So I was really nervous about that. If I asked, if I say, "Hey, how are you doing?" and then that would mess me. Forty up, minutes later, yeah. I say, "Oh, how are you doing? You're done." They knew this, and so they helped me out. So they were literally holding it behind him so he couldn't see it, the questions. And I wasn't even looking at him. I just stared at the piece of paper the whole time, <laughs> wait for him to stop talking, just ask the question, having no idea what he's talking about whatsoever. These guests are on for some of them an hour at a time. And just bad preparation on my part. I still think I could have powered through. The bad thing was is that I'm sure we can all relate to this. Something bad happens, and you think about it, and you obsess over it. So they made me stop at 4 p.m., and the people who were close to me was like, you should just go to sleep. And so like, okay, whatever. So I'm in my bed around 4.30 p.m. Couldn't fall asleep till 1 a.m. Can, can I tell my perspective, like what, what was happening when you were at your, your final hour? Yeah. So my brother's in town from L.A. He won something, didn't he? <clears throat> right. I brought him on the show. I said, look, we, I, I got us reserved seats in the audience. They only have so many seats. And then even, they really went out of their way. I mean, gift bags to, to get people to show up because you had to book your time slot and right. be there because they had to have a certain number of people. Have mm-hmm. they had less than that? Forfeit. So wow. lots of rules and regulations. Oh, you know, my goodness. With the Guinness, Ridiculous. Right. The Guinness Ridiculous. people are there. Yeah. Well, then we're there. My brother, we're having a great time. I don't remember who was. I think like Linda Cotton was on and, and from Cotton's Hardware. Yeah, and was, she kept making like. She was I, awesome. It was, it was, it was awesome. But, but it was, it was, it was uh, <laughs> like six jokes in a row that were about, you know, like, well, I'm just wrenching these nuts. <laughs> and then she would reword something else. Like she'd pick up this other thing. She's like, oh, look at all these nuts in this bag. I've got some cock right yeah, here. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she'd pull out like a caulking gun. And you're looking at sweet Linda Cotton like, this is, this is some <laughs> spicy content from Why'd the Cottons. Do that? I mean, it was just bad jokes. I mean, it was yeah. just like that. Sometimes that's the go-to, but, which is also why we had, I uh, wouldn't allow profanity and stuff on our show for a long time. Because most of the time when you, people who are untrained will immediately go towards the uh, untoward, yeah. the blue, the vulgar. Right. And oftentimes that is, it makes your skin crawl if it's not done right. So anyway, we're back here after that. My brother and I are now invested in this, and I think he was wary at first, but then once he saw the action and everything, and it was cool, and he won like a, some tickets, which I later scalped outside of Liberty <laughs> Hall for like 40 bucks. It was awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, so thank you about Something that. Something good happened yeah, that awesome. night. It was good. I got some food, I'm pretty sure. Maybe some tacos. But basically, though, the final hour, he's just you know starting to really get, he's not there. But then he starts the towel. The towel, he starts, oh, yeah. he starts mopping his face with this like, Sweat towel, you know, not like a, like a dish good. towel, but it was never ending. Like he just kept, <laughs> if you, if the video is out there, he just keeps mopping his face over and over and over. So video of you getting a massage during the show. I feel like that yeah. would have really, but when they called your, up. and then they that called your dad up okay. and there were other things going on too, to where like, once they yeah. called it, like you had already sort of like broken some of the rules and you could just watch. We were here watching it on, I mean, I'm, I'm serious. I don't remember the last time I had like six or seven of us in a room and we were like watching this thing and it's, it is hard to watch because it's like this. It was really somber. So in a way, even yeah. though I know you're disappointed, you created yeah. some of the most like on the edge of my seat viewing of my life because I was genuinely worried. I was like, he's this. This is wrong. Like they need to pull him. He's he's sick. You know, this is. It was really intense. But as far as DIY like reality show sort of like push your limits, it's some of the one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So what they do when you finally kind of gave up did they cart you off did you like collapse or was it just like you just signed off and then you my producer came up to me and i'll never forget my life he comes up to me and he goes this is bad television and you can end it now on your own time or we're gonna i'm gonna have everybody walk out and you'll lose it on a forfeit and as soon as he said that 
I was wide awake. I wish I would have said, hey, just give me 20 minutes and I'll get it back together. Because I was thinking the whole time in my head, this is great television. At the beginning, I was kind of playing up a bit and then it was very real to me. So, but I thought it was great, but I wish I would have said, just give me 20, 30 minutes. I promise I'll turn around. But as soon as he said that, like if you watch it, like my last words, the crowd, I'm just, I, I, I've stopped the towel and it's just me just being me. And from that moment on, again, until 1 a.m. when I fell asleep, I was just, I mean, I was supposed to marry somebody later in the day. On air. And they had all their friends come from out of town that was going to be on the show and was going to be live. Now they don't talk to me anymore, which is cool. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, I completely ruined their wedding. Hey, man. And it was still a packed house. And they had to get, to get uh, Andy from the Bourgeois Pig, Andy Stowers, great person to to do it instead. And so it was like that stuff after like a bunch of sponsors came that brought like wings. And like, well, what do I do with all these wings? And they're just like, I'm sorry. For a while, the guy who ran Wayne and Lairs was very upset with me. <laughs> He's got to understand. I mean, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't beat yourself up about it. You gave it, you gave it an amazing try. Yeah, really, I still, it's still like, it, I, I, and this is the joke that I make is I, I think about it every time I go to bed, and it's ironically what keeps me up at night. <laughs> it's just, wow. it's. I want to someday be able to do it again. Unfortunately, I just don't think that'll ever happen. I don't think I'll yeah. ever. Nope. It worked out so well at that station, they could bump things. Most stations are not going to bump things for me. That that kind of sucks that that station went out of business. I mean, or got bought out, right, by a conglomerate. They did. I mean, theoretically, I could go to these Midco people and say, hey, do you want to have the most watched thing on your network because no one cares about you do our Piper softball games being aired. No offense, or baseball, no offense to that. I mean, right. but people who want to see that are actually at those games because it's 15 minutes away. Not that I'm bitter about that either. <laughs> but like, I'd love to, like, hey, what? just let me do it. 62 hours and 13 minutes, and I'll have a record for you. And it'll say, and then get us a code. It's like Midco right next to it, but... It's tough. Man, uh, you shouldn't beat yourself up. It was an amazing try. There's a lot of people that would not be able to do that, and you gave it. And I was one of them. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, totally. So it's summertime in Lawrence right now. Marissa. Lighter note. Have you been (laughs) Have you been enjoying your summer? Lawrence in the summer is a beautiful place because there's no students. The roads are less busy. The shops are less busy. Are you enjoying your Lawrence summer? I love my summer. I just graduated from JCC. Oh, got nice. got my associates before I transferred to KU in the fall. So what? I'm taking this summer off as my, my semester off from school because after awesome. this, it's Ooh. all year round. Wow. And it's been great. I'm learning how to sew. I can draw it in. It does, your say, <laughs> it does say in my notes that you are a sewing enthusiast. Yes. My friend Patty, she's amazing and used to have private clientele. And I think she worked at a department store downtown. And so she's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to sewing and it's been super helpful because I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I just bought a machine, bought some <laughs> patterns, and I was like, all right, uh, this is going to be my hobby. Nice. <laughs> have you been able to partake in any of the Lawrence Summer Festivals like Busker Fest or um, Porchlandia? Yeah, have you guys yes. been involved in these? Absolutely. That's for yeah. No, I DJed uh, Porchlandia. I didn't do Porchlandia because I had to work. I know. Was <laughs> that Tuesday? Yeah. When did Porchlandia start. Is that a newer thing? It was third year. Like third year. Yeah. Third year this year. And that's just music on porches. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like a private party basically. But then it's big enough, and word of mouth spreads, and I, don't, I think they're kind of it's people playing music on porches, right? Yeah, or just and literally just, just hanging out on the and porch in the house and, and yeah. talking. It's Eating a por- great food. Porch hang, yeah. And then tons of uh, local businesses show up. You know, one year we were there, I think everybody from like Papa Kino or Rudy's Pizza to say... Uh, Love Garden. Love Garden. Stuffing was cat. there. 
you know, the crazy cat that would uh, break out all the time. Hate everybody. And then, um, Mike, didn't you do something at Porchlandia this year that involved yeah. a swimming, a kitty swimming pool? Yeah, I did this web series about a year and a half back called Bathtub Naval History, where I reenact famous naval battles in a bathtub with toy ships and my naval regalia. The idea being, I wanted to, you know, bring the intelligence level up on the internet, right? And it did. Well, so I wanted to do is have, have like a live version of that where I talked about the battle of Blackett Strait. Uh, March of 1943, one of the more lopsided battles in World War II naval history uh, between the Japanese and the American fleets. And so I didn't have a bathtub, but I had a little kiddie pool. And so they brought it out for me, and I brought my toy ships. And my dad was a captain of the Navy, so I had the real deal. Nice. I had the little you know, five-minute performance. What about Busker Fest? I hear Lawrence locals dislike Busker Fest. I think it's a love-hate relationship. It is. It is. Some people it's all hate out-of-towners, right, that come here and busk and then they leave. And Well, be, I mean, people who busk, they, they're just like carnies. Right. Um, if that's, I'm not sure if that's the proper nomenclature these days. But anyway, they're like carnies, those dirty people that work at carnivals. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm chewing on Mike. That's good. That's right. Mike's still free to eat your yeah. tacos. Yeah. By the way, okay. by the, way the, sure? lingua, the lingua has like a crazy good flavor. I, I, really? I, I highly recommend it. Uh, they're kind of salty. But no, I, I, I generally make fun of, you know, Busker Fest only because it's like, I don't know. Is it that much more impressive that they involve rings or some magic? And then half of the local <laughs> people that we involve here, like the guy who wears all the orange, who's the most obnoxious street performer uh, here. Yeah. A heavier set guy with a kind of bald. Yeah. That's not the guy with the dummy. That walks around. No, 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 no. That's Dennis. Dennis that's is Dennis. just, he just hangs out. Yeah. But some of these other people are just, you know, they're just annoying people who, I just literally associate busking as like, oh, wait a second, you're a theater person, but like now you're in my face on the street. But and I think the kids like it. The kids and it's like good for it. families. It's a community I mean, activity. It's not, for fire. Cool, it's not for cool people. Okay. <laughs> it's not my demographic, guys. So what happened on the uh, final four when they <laughs> oh, shut down Mass Street? When they shut down Mass Street, like back in the day? people. What do you mean? Oh yeah, oh, this year all the yeah. all the businesses were pretty they upset. Closed it down for the day. No, but no, just uh, no traffic. traffic. But they just they closed down to traffic. But people, I feel like people enjoyed it. They were able to walk around Mass Street, take some pictures for their Instagram, stroll the shops without worrying about getting hit by cars, and just have a good time. Kind of a a flashback to simpler times. Yeah. Before cars ruined everything. Well, everything. before downtown was your uh, you know downtown eatery destination. It didn't used to be like that here. You know, it was a totally different vibe. Here on Taco the Town, I like to check the taco news stories of the week. This is called the Taco Ticker. Do you guys want to check the Taco Ticker with me? You have me? no idea. Yeah. Yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> taco Ticker story number one. Alert mother uses a taco to distract fake officer in tactic that ends with man's arrest. An alleged fake police officer accused of terrorizing a family as they enjoyed a meal in the city of industry in L.A., was taken into custody after a quick-thinking mother's actions led to his arrest. While heading home from a water park, the family of six stopped to get dinner at a taco truck around 6.30 p.m. They were eating carne asada tacos and drinking cold bottles of soda in their parked minivan when a man described as a dangerous stranger approached and began to intimidate and terrorize them. He allegedly showed them a gun concealed in his waistband and flashed a badge, 
telling them he was an undercover cop. But the mother instinctively knew the man was not a police officer. Fearing for her family's safety, she quickly devised a plan to get him away from her husband and children. The mother offered the man one of their street tacos and explained she needed to go back to the food truck to get him some napkins. She walked over and approached the taco truck and customers in line, at first telling them not to look back at her minivan. The woman then explained the situation and immediately called 911. Within minutes, deputies from the sheriff's industry station responded to the scene and located the suspect next to the family's van. He was handcuffed and taken into the sheriff's station. He was booked on suspicion of felony child endangerment, impersonating a peace officer and outstanding warrants. The sheriff's department credited the brave mother and her taco tactics, as well as being alert community members for actions that led to the man's arrest. Wow. What do you guys think of that story? Is that real? Wow. That's nuts. Real news. Tacos work in mysterious ways, my friend. That's why I would just I just carry a gun because I'm not sharing my taco with anyone. Oh, you're you're carrying a gun like the guy pretending to be a police officer. No, I, yeah, I, yeah. Are you harassing so families? You, you are the guy. You are, you are the harasser in this situation. No I'm, no, I'm saying like he comes up to my car window. I roll my window down, shoot him in the face. Go back to eat my taco. That's very violent, Jason. Yeah. I and just, what if you get it his blood all over your tacos because the window's down? This doesn't seem very practical. Here. She just wanted to finish her tacos with her yeah. family. Many right. layers right. of complexity. <laughs> Mike, <laughs> what do you think about this story? I mean, she was pretty pretty smart to you know go, hey, hey, guy with a gun impersonating a police officer, you need some napkins for that taco. Right. And he's, okay, great. Yeah. I mean, there's a, anytime anyone's impersonating someone else, I get a chuckle out of it. And when you throw in tacos, it's a it's a perfect storm. <laughs> Marissa, your thoughts? I think she was really smart. The fact that this police officer accepted tacos in the first place yeah, no. and was like, oh, sure, grab me some napkins is questionable. Obviously, you're not a cop. If I could bribe cops with tacos, like I could have saved myself so much money. It just goes to show you even crazy guys impersonating police officers that are harassing a family, they want tacos. They're probably hungry. Yeah. You know, they're hungry. Mm-hmm. It's not that difficult to impersonate a police officer, too. I want to put that out there. I mean, there's so many occupations that look like a police officer. If I had a penny for how many times I've impersonated a police yeah. officer. Not even on purpose. Security yeah. guards, <laughs> right. strippers. Construction mm-hmm. worker. Right. Uh, I mean, some guy yeah. in the YMCA could be a cop. I don't know. Yeah. So there's a lot. Of, it's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Undercover. Totally. Yeah. I can't believe it. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, taco ticker story number two. There's more? Oh, nice. I have stacks and stacks of taco news. We're ready. To Lay it on we, us. we don't have to do them all tonight. No. This will be the last one. A few weeks back, President Trump and Kim Jong-un had their historic summit in Singapore. I think we all remember where we were when that happened. I think we're all ordering the commemorative plates. Businesses in Singapore are hoping to cash in on the summit with Trump burgers and Kim Jong-un tacos. Singapore may be paying $15 million to host a historic summit between U.S. President Donald Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, but at least the city-state's hospitality and food industries stand to benefit from the big event. Local businesses in Singapore, which see the summit as a great marketing opportunity, hope to capitalize on the frenzy. The event has inspired businesses to add Trump and Kim-themed offerings to their regular menus from tacos to drinks. Lucha Loco, a Mexican restaurant in the city's central business district, is offering two special tacos between June 4th and the 16th. The Rocket Man Taco, representing Kim, 
is made of Korean fried chicken, spicy dressing, pickled white radish, and sesame. That sounds really that sounds, good. Mm. That sounds really good. Yeah. The El Trumpo taco features a beef patty, melted cheese, lettuce, chipotle ketchup, secret sauce, and pickles. Oh. Secret sauce. Each one is priced at 10 Singapore dollars, and people can enter to win a chance to smash custom-made Trump and Kim pinatas. So far, the Rocket Man taco is more popular than the El Trumpo taco. That's because it sounds delicious. Yeah. It does. Gosh. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily because people in Singapore like Kim more than Trump. Taco with Korean fried chicken is more unconventional, so people want to give it a try. An employee at the restaurant explained to Yahoo Finance. What do you guys think? That that uh, Kim Jong-un taco, wow. I would love to try that. Man, that Sorry. sounds good. Trump's taco sounded kind of disgusting. Sounds like a cheeseburger taco. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's like I mean, cheeseburger I, pizza. Is like, it? How basic? What's the flavor? I mean, they did they, did they put like ketchup and stuff on it? Yeah. Chipotle special ketchup. sauce, mm, right? Special okay. sauce. Special sauce. Whatever that means. Beef patty, melted cheese. It's a it's a cheeseburger. I know it's, it's more like a burrito, it's right? Like Isn't that what Taco hat. Bell is? You know, they're pickles just like, on put tacos a cheeseburger are in there. Though. You guys have pickles on tacos? Oh, yeah. No. no, that sounds very good. Like pickles a nice are, Pickles are taking over. Pickleback. Yeah. Yeah. Fruit. I love that band. Pickleback. Uh-huh. Yeah. I like it when foods are named after people. Like for a while, Chris Brown had this like black and blue burger. Oh, that uh, some restaurants and then oh yeah what was, that? was that from Fuddruckers <laughs> no like there was a real this, this was uh, that's serious it was a real some restaurant had a black and blue burger called the Chris Brown oh because didn't he have an album was called Black and Blue oh I thought no it was because he beat up yeah, okay. yeah. no yeah. I mean I, I also thought that was the joke at first but I was <laughs> trying to see if we were going I mean, if there it was, was not authorized that... by Chris Brown though it wasn't an official <laughs> all right well thanks for checking the taco ticker with me guys you bet sweet. <laughs> These tacos are really good. And that Mexican Coke, oh boy. Oh, yeah, we have some Fanta. We've got some Mexican Cokes here. We have a Foco Guava drink. Oh, man. Is that stuff good? Oh, are you kidding me? It's like if you could bottle up the sun and drink it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got to try that. It's really good. It's uh, It cleans you out, too. It's, oh. it's, it's like fits. Okay. You know, with the motif. So this is the time on the show where we like to discuss some Kansas City topics. This is called Town of the Taco. Do you guys want to check some Kansas City topics out? Sure. Yeah, man. Sure. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, oh, the place I love. All right, so I have this cup here, and it's full of Kansas City topics. I'm going to have you guys just pull some topics from the cup. What? Jason, what's your favorite bar in old KC or Lawrence? Jason Barr. <laughs> no, snap. No, uh, I mean, I think in, in, in Lawrence, you know, I think growing up here, you know, I moved here when I was like 18. That's half of my life. I'm 36 now, half of my life ago. Whoa. That would have been, you know, like the replay, I think was always probably like my favorite bar to go to. What would I say now? Like some of, if, well, if you want a great, another, you know, great tacos, the other one is obviously where did you used to work, Marissa? Crimson and Brews. And they have like the, the deep fried tacos. No way. And they have like oh, a, yeah. And the cheese is Taco a dust. Tuesday. It's like a oh, cheese dust. Oh, kind of like Inatub tacos. Ooh, mm-hmm. So good. You guys at Inatub? I have not. No. Nope. Where's that at? North Kansas City. Oh. oh. Mm. By the airport? Cool. I like the replay. I think the replay probably still has some of the more, I mean, just for, as far as a bar goes, you know what I mean? Because it's a straightforward pinball bar. You can get like a dollar PBR there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or get a big soda water. Go out on the porch. Good bands. You know, they, they do the early shows on Sundays. I like those. Didn't you recently go to one of those new Kansas City places where you throw axes? Yes. 
How was that? It was awesome, actually. And it was one of those things where I, I try to tell lots of people know us, right? So when you show up places, you get the hookup. And people, people like hug you, you know, yeah. kiss your neck. It's like, uh, like the way uh, Courtney Barnett has a lyric on her new album where it's like strangers treat you like your, your, your best friends treat you like strangers and then strangers treat you like you're their best friend. Oh, boy. So deep. And I'm just like, man, tell me about it. Is but that what it, you encountered at the Axe place? Yeah, because I was just walking around at a different coffee shop, Blip Roasters. We were going there to buy some new. We had ridden my motorcycle, Marissa and I had ridden there. And somebody just saw me and was like, oh, my God, Jason. Get over here. You got to throw these axes. I was like, cool. For free? He's like, hell yeah, dude. For free, bro. Get over here. Do you drink beer and throw axes? Uh, no. no. There's no Which drinking? I thought when I first walked in, I thought it was more like a bar. And I was like, this seems like a very interesting combination. They have you sign a waiver of liability. Uh, but the bottles that I confused as beer bottles for just just uh, for coffee. Root beer. Yeah, root beer, coffee. soda. But it was still fun. I was better than Jason. I just had to put that out there. I didn't win, ultimately. <laughs> Who won? Kenneth. I won. That should be correct. So At how lunch. far away are we <laughs> from places where you can throw swords? Because that's what I'm looking forward to. I can do that away, in a, baby, if we got one. Yeah. Get some katanas. Yeah. My parents oh, have some. My favorite kind of sword. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's my only totally. sword. <laughs> Isn't it more like a big fork? Truest thing spoken tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that a trident? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, Mike, let's have you pull a Kansas City topic from the KC Cup. Boom. <laughs> Things that you see in KC that you don't see anywhere else. Oh, oh yeah. man, I could go for half an hour on this. I'd do it. I want to start with the Musicians Foundry on 18th or 19th and Vine, 18th and Vine. The Music Musicians Foundry, it's like only open from midnight to 5 a.m. And so they're able to kind of get around that liquor law. It's closed at a certain point, but it's really awesome. A Stevie Wonder's band once played there. Basically, anyone can show up you walk upstairs and the musicians play and they listen to it. It's actually really well lit. It's not dimly lit. It's something you're not going to see a lot of other places. I mean, if Kansas City prides themselves on good food and jazz, I mean, you can definitely see one of them there. I've always wanted to go there. I've never been. It's kind of near the Blue Room, but yeah, the Mutual Musicians Foundry. I once got there at midnight and that was I was too I was too early. Right. <laughs> but if you can stay up late for it, just whatever you do, don't drink anything that's blue there, because it's awful. But besides that, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Kansas City's a lot of fun stuff like that. I where else can you see the Negro League Baseball Museum? The Jazz Museum is not very good, but the it's going out of business, right? It's going it, under, and yeah. So it should. It's ridiculous, and everything doesn't work in there. The Nelson Atkins with their sculpture garden out front, and the Nelson Atkins is a really well curated museum for the Midwest too. Where else do you see a giant shuttlecock than right. in the Nelson Atkins Museum in Kansas City? Great music, Green Lady Lounge, wonderful place upstairs or down, Phoenix Room. Musicians Foundry, obviously. Manifesto, you go downstairs, really cool speakeasy for a drink. So there's some stuff there. And obviously fountains. Where else, what city can you go on a fountain tour just for fountains? And finally, I'll end with barbecue. City of fountains? Yeah. City of barbecue, city of tacos. I wasn't going to bring barbecues, but eating tacos. Yeah, don't. That's why I put like a a footnote. We don't talk about burritos. (laughs) We don't talk about barbecue. Yeah, Mm. screw that. Or quesadillas. We talk about Takis, though. Yeah. Takis. Quesadillas are the Donnie Wahlberg, and tacos are the the Mark Wahlberg of Mexican (laughs) food. So I think you're right. We're talking about Takis. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Marissa, let's have you pick a topic. Things that bug you about KC. Is there something that really sticks in your craw about Kansas City? (laughs) Oh my God. The parking. I literally hate the parking and I hate how the streets are like formatted. It literally irritates me every time I drive there. And I'm like, You're talking downtown? Yeah. Just driving around and 
like the streets, you'll take a left turn, but it's like you're making a U-turn and then just trying to find parking downtown can be kind of frustrating. I don't know all the hot spots because I live in Lawrence. Well, they've made I'm it sorry. even harder now. They're charging for parking in places where it used to be free to park, like down on the river market. You have to mm-hmm. pay to park in the river market now or you get towed. That's ridiculous. Weird. Do they I mean, just need more money? Yes, so. well, always. It's just like the highways. You know, once you install that stuff, you're never going to not be paying toll. They need that's not going to be yeah. a thing. You know, I love Kansas City. I think it's fun to hang out in KC. What's the last place we ate when we were there? Oh, with that crazy brunch spot. Oh, yeah. What was that called? And it had like the rust. Yo, brunch is crazy in KC <laughs> yeah. right now. It was good. <laughs> it was Cantaloupe everywhere. It was pretty tasty. It was at the Russell. We ate at the Russell. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, nice. And they had some wild tacos. One of us had a crazy taco that was like a fish taco. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Delicious. Mike, do you have any things that bug you about KC? I don't think they're using power and light the way I think they should be using it. I just don't think there's enough intrigue there. And I think a lot of places are dying out and a lot of places aren't making money just because they're not creating... Basically, they're creating an environment where you get people to go there who are looking to instance or who are going there just because there's live music outside. To me, like you need to play at the fact that more things should be alive, outside live. And I just don't think they're using it wisely. There's a lot of great places in Kansas City. Kansas City has a lot to offer. Parking is not not the greatest. But I think Power and Light, just it's not. And they put a new restaurant in there that's owned by the same people as Casey Joe's. Right. Where they're trying to get in, the, I forget the name of it, like Icebox, something like that, Ice House, something Ice House. So they're trying to County fix Road. It. They've got some cool places in there, but I just, it's not a waste of space, but I don't think they're using it to their full. It could, it could be, you know, one of the biggest tourist attractions in Kansas City. It could be. Well, I feel like it's a very, it's a great space. I think there's too many drunk people in my experience, and it was sure. too crowded and too hot, unfortunately, and it's hard to get a good spot unless you're there pretty you early. You guys aren't going to hot country right. nights on Thursdays? I swear I saw you guys at Hot Country Nights last summer. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because that was going to be my comment was that like the whole vibe and aesthetic of that and the reason that if, if it does fail or if it's not living up to its potential is that if I were to describe the aesthetic, it would be like, what are those jeans that those people wear? Right. With the, the hot silver on them. Right. Bejeweled. That's exactly what I picture when the, I picture Power and Light is see, those that's jeans. Exactly I what used I was to say. own those jeans. Mm-hmm. That's okay, though. You got Miss me. They fit really well, What are those though? jeans called? Miss Me jeans are the ones that I had. There's other brands, I'm sure. <laughs> sure. I know. I, I had tasteful bedazzled jeans. I <laughs> mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. want to say, too, I think the streetcar, like, really, it just goes from Union Station to River Market. It just got approved to go further. Good. It, why shouldn't it go all the way down to the plaza or at least, at least farther down, farther south? Well, they're working on it. You know, they got to do one section at a time, but it just got approved to go to UMKC. So awesome. It's going to. That's heading that way a lot better all right well guys we've got these tacos i want to get your thoughts on these tacos mm-hmm. so let's put these tacos to our taco test okay. what did everybody order i got the carnitas al pastor and carne asada unfortunately jason ate all of the tacos and i only got to eat the you had two. I had one, and I had a bite of another one. I'm sorry, I had one of them. <laughs> I know. I was really excited. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Isn't there one left? Oh, here, here. Eat this one. It's too late. I already had that type. Oh, But bump. I did really enjoy the Al Pastor. It was super delicious. Mm-hmm. That's Lots of I good had. flavor. They have little chopped up onions and cilantro and the green salsa, salsa verde. Wonderful. Not too spicy. It was it's pretty flavorful. Whatever seasonings they're using. And a good tortilla. They're double wrapped. Yep, street taco style. Yeah. 
Yeah, these are authentic double wrapped corn tortilla. I saw them right making there. them right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, right. These are authentic, delicious. Jason, what did you order? I think this is the the one that's the, the, the I have a half a taco left out of like mm-hmm. eight whatever I ordered. <laughs> I because I, I got like two of the pastor. I got two of the lingua. I got three of was it carne asada? The one that was red. Mm-hmm. It was a wild flavor. It kind of had like a beef jerky flavor. A rodeo in my mouth. I think my favorite. I think my favorite. I'm sorry. Obviously, this is you know eating on the mic is. Uh, I've got lots of delicious. Gleeks, you can hear. I spit. That's okay. We we encourage that. So good, good. But no, I yeah. I think just for flavor, the tongue. What do they call that again? Lengua. 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 I think the lengua is the best, and I like the lengua at Taco Zone here too. So I wanted to give that this a try. This was a little more of like a cubed. The tongue itself, you could really see it was just kind of cubed. Whereas if you get it at Taco Zone, it's sort of a. I don't know. I feel like it's 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 more of like a crock pot lengua. Oh. They don't keep it in the tongue shape? I think they do, but it's sort of like in a sauce, and it's kind of on a warmer, whereas this just felt like they just kind of diced it all up and threw it in there, and it wasn't as saucy. Whereas, say, like the carnitas feels a little saucy because it's all that stuff mixed together. And then, of course, the uh, carne asada, though, really felt like there was like, you know, it had been cooked, you know, diced and whatnot, and then cooked in this other sauce. I don't know. I, I just kind of ordered like two of everything. I was starving. And I just inhaled them. But honestly, though, what was it? The spiciest, uh, then there are two salsas. The green salsa was really good. And then they had like a, so I'm over just sweating. I have like big amounts of, uh, I ate an entire habanero cup mm. on like the last taco. <laughs> so I'm just going to be, I'm going to love that. I, here's the thing. She asked Marissa, I mean, I eat, I can sit down and eat like five fresh jalapenos at dinner. You know, slice them on up in my ramen. I'll be fine. But then, you know, one one time out of 10, you're, you're moaning and groaning later, but I can handle it. Is that how? Is that why you can eat the nitro takis? Yeah, I also I inhaled that nitro. bag of takis before I ate the eight tacos. That might be why you're why you're sweating so much right now. <laughs> oh no, I was sweat. I sweat that out in the car. That's immediate. Oh, okay. My wife sweats. Just uh, <laughs> this actually only reminds me of like my drinking days before I quit drinking, and I would that would be like a thing, you know, because not only you sweat from food, I would eat spicy food, but then. I would constantly just have like flop sweat just pouring out of me. Yeah, beer yeah. sweat. Mike, what did you get and uh, what would you think of your tacos? I had the beef tongue and I also had the carnitas and Jason was kind enough to let me have the El Pastor one, which I thought was the best of the three. I think my analysis, I'd put it as a between a C and a C minus. I think it's kind of average actually myself. Obviously, they give you two of the, of the tortillas, right? The reason they give you two, the ideally is that there's the meat is dulled up enough and it's moist enough where it leaks through the first one and you need the second one. In this, the meat's way too dry. It's just dried out, in my opinion. I don't think it's uh, the meat quality is not as strong as I was hoping it would be. I think without the sauce, it's kind of not very complex, a little more bland than I'd like it to be. I think the salt to cumin ratio is completely off. I a lot of times what I'll do is I'll take one of the tortillas and take it out completely, and then half the meat ratio. The idea is I don't like. Tortillas, in my opinion, should be sort of like, okay, you can hear it, but you're not forced to listen to it. It's like music at a department store. I want to know it's there, but I never want to look up to the ceiling and be like, what the F is that? That's how kind of I view a, what a corn tortilla should be in a taco, and I think it's a little too much of me of looking at the ceiling, and I'm just only had one. You saw that I split it in two, and the fact that I can split it in two and have it without it leaking through, it gives me a little bit of a pause. You are enraged right now. I'm not enraged. I'm- I just... I'm taken I, aback by your by you uh, calling out these tacos. Yeah, I would. I <laughs> I think I think that uh, I think they're average. I don't think they're anything all that special. You didn't. I noticed you didn't finish them. Well, I wanted to wait. I'm gonna have a little bit of each one so they're fr- more fresh in my mouth. I'll still finish them. Because, I'm on. I'm on taco number eight, fam. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to say I'm underwhelmed. Again, I think I give them an C in my opinion is average. But again, I just the fact that I could 
We don't do we don't do A B C D okay. here on Taco the Town. <laughs> Got it. We do golden tacos. Got it. Out of five golden tacos, how many golden tacos would you give La Estrella? Two and a half. Okay. Maybe if I have to round to two or three, then I'd go two. Okay. Jason, how many golden tacos do you give the tacos from La Australia? I think this is the third time I've gotten something from them. These might have been a little drier than maybe last time. I think last time they probably were a little saucier. I'd still give them, I mean, I'd give a solid, solid four. I think they're good. Lots of salt. I like salt. So is my heart. Marissa, what, what would you give these tacos? I gave my taco a five. I really like the flavor. I don't like them to be super duper moist, but maybe I'm not authentic. So I'm glad it wasn't greasy. I enjoyed the flavor and I really like tortillas. I like a good corn tortilla. They tasted great. I thought these tortillas were amazing. I thought my asada taco was my favorite taco. I, I like it more than the uh, El Pastor taco. It was delicious. The the, the meat was uh, very saucy. I loved that. I would give these tacos. I mean, these are some of the best. Yeah, I, uh, I thought it was good. Authentic tacos I've had. I, I would say, you know, a four, 4.3 mm-hmm. out of five golden tacos. You should have gotten the asada. I guess. I think you I ordered next wrong. time. Maybe I just had yeah. different tacos than you guys, but... <laughs> Well, so what's your, what's your favorite taco in Lawrence? If, you, if I say something, I'm going to anger somebody. <laughs> You've already angered the place we're reviewing. <laughs> <laughs> I like the tacos. ADD Podcast likes the tacos. I like Taco Zone's tacos. I will say that. I think that Brad does a nice job. I, what I particularly like with his is the, the ratio of meat to the corn tortilla. And I think the seasoning he puts on. And I think there's a lot of TLC involved with his tacos. I haven't had Fuzzy's Tacos in a while. Tropicana I haven't had in a while. I know that they are it's fairly good. But when I go out to most places that have tacos, I must admit I sometimes will just have a piece of well-seasoned chicken or some shrimp with it. I don't have too many burritos or quesadillas. But if, if you're asking me, if, go to Bickle Myers in Kansas City. Those are five out of five. And oh. you have these there, and it's night and day. You'll see. Okay. So Sorry, sorry Perez family. <laughs> so... We enjoyed, well, Marissa, Jason, and I enjoyed the tacos. <laughs> Lashe, but, I told you, I said, I bring a mic along. This is, this, you know, nothing I'm will ever be the same. I'm not going to shoot I'm going to give no, you my honest opinion. No, he brings the dope. I, yeah. I, I, I'm serious. I'm, that's Straight serious. dope. There's yeah. some real jerks out there <laughs> who've, had, who've had some bad experience, but with La Australia, <laughs> it was very, very hard to find negative reviews of this place. Guava juice. The guava juice is fantastic. We usually do a segment called Bad Reviews Read in a Funny Voice, but I couldn't find one oh. bad review oh, yeah. of this place. <laughs> well, right then, you just Other did. four reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you're just a real a-hole on this whole thing, huh? <laughs> so instead of reading oh bad reviews God. in a funny voice, we're going to do good reviews read in a funny <laughs> okay. voice. Right. I've got two reviews here. Who wants to give these reviews a try? Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Susan says, authentic. Didn't realize how much I've been missing a real taco. Five stars. <laughs> Susan is d- dyslexic food-wise. <laughs> Jason, you want to read this good review? Yeah, I'm just rec- recovering from I was like chortling and burping at the same time when she was reading that. Dash says, this is by far the best Mexican. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Got to be a funny voice. Oh. <laughs> This guy, okay. oh, this guy also sounds like he's a surfer. So. He's like, and Dash sounds like this by far. He says he's from California, so doing it in a surfer is the voice. Best. He's like, hey man, this is by far the best Mexican. Bob Cat Goldwyn over there. I was trying to get into that for the beginning. <laughs> hey, sorry. 
<laughs> this is by far the best Mexican food in Lawrence. I'm from Southern California, man, and I've eaten a ton of Mexican food around Lawrence, and this restaurant is the most authentic and tasteful of them all. Comparing it to all that fake Mexican restaurants around here where everything is covered with queso and filled with cream cheese, La Estrella keeps it V-authentic, bro. This is my new go-to spot for Mexican food. Five stars. Uh, got a little Neil Young at the end. We were on the beach. Oh, yeah. I want to hang out with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not Bobcat at the beginning, though. I apologize for your, your drama. All these places with fake Mexican covered with queso and filled with cream cheese. <laughs> He's like, five stars, man. Wow. Awesome, guys. Thanks for reviewing these tacos. <laughs> I appreciate it. La Estrella. Located in Lawrence, Kansas at 2449 Iowa Street, Suite D, 66046. It's located next to a lot of massage places. The I foot noticed. massage. The, all the foot yeah. massages are taken over. It oh, yeah. is I mean, next to, I think, four massage places. Yeah. If you're in Lawrence and you're having a hankering for some delicious, authentic tacos, stop in La Estrella. You won't be disappointed unless you're Mike. <laughs> yeah. Who likes his tacos with queso Stick and to cream the, cheese. <laughs> Stick to the foot massage and then get out of there. <laughs> right. We'll be right back after this break. Lotus Pool Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Staunchly independent and inexplicably eclectic, Lotus Pool has something for everyone. For the iconoclast, enjoy Poster Children's Grand Bargain. Engineered by Steve Albini, their first new album in 14 years. The indie rock stalwarts have returned with a blast of political prog punk. For the pseudo-escapist, there's the wickedly talented Heidi Lynn Gluck and her latest album, Pony Show. Like an entrapping siren song, beautifully crafted melodies invite you in and caress you and rock you like a velvet hurricane. And for those that secretly sneak into their car on their lunch hour and listen to 101 The Fox, there is Sun Eaters, authors of the amazing Taco The Town theme song, a band applying the juggalo business model to their face-melting musical collection with a dash of smart-ass sincerity. Their new album, Unfathomable Darkness, is coming this Christmas. Remember, all Lotus Pool music can be streamed for free at lotuspool.com, a Lotus Pool tradition since 1999. Buy, stream, enjoy. Even when you feel no one else loves you, Lotus Pool Records loves you the most. Feel the love at lotuspool.com. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Have you ever had a paranormal encounter? Have you ever seen anything that you could not explain? Hello, my name is Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And these are the questions we ask every week alongside our trusty producer, Riley Bray, on the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast. Every week we interview a celebrity guest about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness featuring monsters, cryptids, and UFOs. Want to hear Craig Ferguson's take on the Loch Ness Monster? Or what crazy ex-girlfriend's Rachel Bloom thinks about a mysterious concrete castle built in Florida by a lovesick inventor? Like a haunted house or a forest at night, our conversations are always fun and unpredictable. So check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, keep your eyes on the skies. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. Right, so this is the part of the show called Taco Topics. I just want to get your guys' in-depth taco feelings. Whatever the first thing that pops into your head, just give it to me if you want to 
you know, embellish upon it, feel free. Is everybody ready for taco topics? Mm-hmm. Yes. Question one, what's the one thing you look for in a taco? Quality of the meat. Shell. Quality of meat and seasoning. Get word. Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? Soft shell, I'm not a monster. If it's a hard shell, it's got to be that super thin, you know, sort of fried shell. But yeah, but yeah, generally soft shell. Soft shell. But I like those thin crispies, baby. Man. Hot or mild <laughs> salsa? Mild. I don't want to take over the flavor of the meat nor the seasoning. I want it to stay complex. I want like five different ones. I got, you know, a little. Dip, You're putting dip. a lot of sauces on your uh, tacos. Today. I, I destroyed both. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. When I go to Burrito King, I get four sauces or something for like my burrito that's crazy but i don't get any beans so it's like i gotta fill back up on some of that good old tomato i like hot just a little kick not too spicy but like i get thai hot food sorry continue if you're not eating tacos what's the one thing you're eating of mexican food or any food any food fresh fish walleye salmon i want my omega-3s korean ramen noodles that i that i buy on the internet on the internet? Yeah, well, yeah, I like to go through some fancier places so I get the real stuff. Nice. Amazon.com. Okay, all right. You mm-hmm. Out of me there, right? I, I admit, guys, I, I use Amazon. I like, a, I like a good salad. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, is there something that would make Kansas City or Lawrence a better taco town? More options. Yeah. We love a new restaurant here, just like most places, oh, right? Golly, uh, but mm-hmm. I think what would make it a... Okay, so this is the best example of probably the most bang for your buck with quality, right? So it's not going to be, you know, I'm sure if we went and paid like, you know, $14 for a plate of three or something with some side, they taste really good. But for $2 tacos, you know, it's hard to beat. With all the variety, I mean, there's like eight different types. So I kind of feel like if you could still find, like we don't even really have an authentic diner here. We have things called diners. Thank you, yeah. But they're not diners. Diners, you know, you serve greasy burgers and everything's like three bucks when you leave. What was that one place? Hayes Hamburgers? I loved that place. (laughs) I yes, it was twenty four seven. Put that on mastery. Wasn't that wasn't Hayes though that you know whose whose place that was? Kenny P's. No. That was his place. That he now I think if I'm correct, I may be wrong. People can fact check me and Google it. But uh, yeah, Google it. Uh, and uh, you know, I think he's involved with the roost now. Yeah, you know, so there was, and he had that, and it was, it was in late night diner, right? Wasn't that over there by yep, the Chinese I, place? I was on Castle and Bob mm-hmm. Billings, yeah, it was right there. Which is also uh, probably my favorite place to get food if it's right there. The Bob Billings Parkway at the uh, gas station, a Jade Garden the median there. Oh, Jade Just, Garden. I mean, it's the most, inex- you know, it's your stereotypical like college town, inexpensive Chinese food, and it's it's ready dangerously quick because everything's obviously just in a molten cauldron in the back. So more Chinese places would make Lawrence a better taco town? Oh, I think I was answering the question. That was, <laughs> what would I be eating if I wasn't eating a taco? <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. But if it was, again, no, just more, again, like a diner style or some, you know what I mean? Again, food trucks, but not like the bougie stuff. Like, screw that stuff. I don't think it's, uh, yeah, it's just raising the rates. No one, you know. I think Lawrence is a great taco town due to La Estrella. Yes. We don't eat any more tacos. We've got Taco Zone in La Estrella. We're, we're set. But you know, how tacos many good taco places do you need? Tacos are for the people. So I'm it's saying like the more the amount of pizza places we have here. That's true. I'm like, yeah. But I do we? I don't want that many. College kids love pizza. They but do. can anyone here say that? Yeah, this. Well, okay. Rudy's and and obviously Popkinos are going to be like the ones you'd say because Rudy's is amazing. But other than that, I, I mean, all the other places are just so middling. I agree. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, do you have any taco no nos or taco phobias? Something that turns you away from tacos. Taco pizza. Taco Bell. 
people trying to get too cute with it when they're trying to put like chicken on the outside of a taco. You know, when oh, Taco Bell tried to do disgusting. that. disgusting. Like, oh, let's take like a piece of fried chicken and make it the shell of the taco. Like, don't get too cute with it. Just It was so bad. Tacos is something that it's simple and elegant and just do it right. The word taco was not in our vocabulary and we had to create a name for the taco that is not taco. What would be the name you would replace taco with? Gloved beef. Fun pocket. <laughs> Can they just replace chalupas? You'd call it a chalupa? Yeah. If the word chalupa did not exist. Oh, man. <laughs> I have well, to get very creative. Yeah. <laughs> I like gloved beef a lot. <laughs> yes, I do too, actually. Yeah. Beef glove. Yeah, right. Yes. Beef glove. Gloved beef sounds more European. I'll, I'll take you know. two glove beefs. That's going to be on the Taco Bell menu shortly. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, no kidding. It's going to be shaped like a hand. That's what I was saying, yeah. like the hamburger helper, but it's like taco. <laughs> All right, so this is the speed round. First thing that pops into your head, these are yay or nay questions. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Taco pizza. Nay. Yay. I mean, I'm going to say nay most of the time. Taco salad. Nay. Yay. Nay. Taco burgers. Nay. 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 Taco dogs. Nay. Yay. Yay. Miniature tacos. Yay. 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 Choco tacos. Nay. Double yay. Yay. You've already answered this, but tacos with a shell made out of fried chicken. Nay. 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 <laughs> I'm telling you right now. And on top of that, it had a, an egg. Like, okay. So what this, this, it's lightning it's round, round, Jason. It, I, I got to tell you this. It, it, the, 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 the way it's fried is already just lost in the a salty Thanks thing. a lot, Jason. It's a salty Jason. shell. And then they put Your another salty, salty shell cost me. sauce on top of it. This is my Everest. All right. <laughs> tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg. Nay. Mm, yay. Yeah, I'm going to try that. Savory. Yay. Why Savory. not? Like, let's do it. Tacos served with French fries and nacho cheese. Nay. Nay. About, about cursed to say, heck yeah. <laughs> but I'll let it that one slide. All right. Thanks, guys. That was the end of the lightning round. You guys lost, so sorry about that. <laughs> that sauce, they add sauce that is salty on top of well, a salty. Chris, that it's after so lightning gross. round. I'm sorry. It All just, right. you know. A couple more questions here. What's your favorite song to listen to in your car when you're on your way to get tacos? Waterfalls by TLC. <laughs> I want to go by Britney Spears. There's some new song with Miguel where he's like, all my bees got friends, so you don't got to worry about looking for a friend. Cadillac? Yeah, was that with someone else? But I'm always thinking about that because really when he's calling them bees, you know, I'm like, he's probably just talking about tacos. Like, all my oh, tacos cool. got friends. I just replaced <laughs> the curse word with the taco, and all right. that's kind of it. Cool. So imagine Miguel singing that. All right, this is the time of the show called Taco to Me. Do you guys have a taco question you'd like to ask me? <laughs> what, uh, what 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 is your opinion on like the double layer or the triple layer taco? You know where they put like a soft shell and then like beans and then they put another like a hard shell with nacho cheese and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Oh, I stated that at the beginning of the show. Like, Roger that. I love all tacos. Uh huh. I don't discriminate. You regulate any shade of that word? Okay. I, I mean, know I there, get it, there are a lot of taco fresh, snobs right? out there. I'm not a taco snob. You talking double decker? Yeah. So we just did Twisted Fresh. Have you ever had Twisted Fresh tacos? I'm not, I've heard no. of it. All their tacos are double-decker, and they're like gourmet double-decker. Right. They're very good. It's like the bang bros of tacos. Word. Yeah. Cool. True. Sorry, Mom. If someone had never eaten a taco, how would you describe it to them? I would say it's kind of like a it's kind of like a gloved beef. <laughs> <laughs> I would say oh, I, have a, I have a great laugh, don't I? Uh, I would say, have you ever seen a glove before? <laughs> it's it's like a it's like yeah. a nice, like tasty, a... edible glove that you can fill 
It's like beans with yeah. beef, chicken, pork, lengua. If you want to put some lime on there, mm-hmm. and then you just uh, you can put some cheese, sour cream. The world is your oyster. Fill the glove with what you want to fill the glove with. Take a bite. Don't make a mess. I mean, the glove is there to help you. Don't get too sloppy with it. Sometimes the gloves mm. can be crunchy, but there are some people that don't like crunchy gloves. You know, I would say it, it's a taco could be your best friend. You know, a taco could be your worst enemy. It's a universal food. I think a lot of people don't appreciate tacos the way they should. I would say, you know, if you are familiar with gloves and filling gloves with food, then that is what a taco could be for you. And my friend Jason Barr created the perfect name for a taco tonight. Thank you. Gloved beef. Gloved beef. Gloved chicken. Gloved beef or gloved chicken beef. You know, you you can have a small glove and then you can do like a a double wrapped glove Mm -hmm. of beef and Mm -hmm. chicken, pork. Marissa, do you have a taco question? Yeah. What is your favorite beverage to have with your tacos? I like a nice Coca-Cola classic. Oh, every time. Or cherry Coke. Mm. Refreshing. Refreshing. Crisp. Do you feel like it? Crisp beverage. Just complements every type of meat flavor of taco. It's kind of like that commercial that's on TV right now, and everyone's eating tacos and drinking mm-hmm. their their bottles of Coke. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's that is pretty much similar to what I experience in life. Well, thanks guys, thanks for being on the show, yeah. uh, Jason. You want to promote your your podcast? Have sure. Coming uh, up, you know, we do it weekly. We try to get them out by Wednesday. Do you have any art shows coming up? I know at the end of the month here, uh, one of our good friends, E Rock, is moving. Mm. If you go to Jason Barr with uh, three R's on Instagram, tons and tons of paintings are on there. If you just check me out on Twitter, be a triple R, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff's there. So I mean, between paintings, podcasts, mixtapes, you can subscribe on iTunes for free. It's on Acast, Stitcher, all that stuff. You know, I'm just constantly putting stuff out there, but it will always be up on, you know, you can just follow my progress on Instagram for now. Cool. Mike, where can people find you on, uh, are you on social media? Yeah, under TV's Mike Anderson on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find some of my work on GamingWildlife.com where I basically go around the microphone and bathtub naval history. And you can still Google Not So Late Show and find some of our old clips on that. And Marissa, you on social media? I mostly just use my Instagram. Marlomar underscores under the Mar, between the Mars and the low. <laughs> thanks for being on the show and thanks for letting me record here yeah. at the ADD podcast studio and yeah. uh, appreciate you eating tacos with me thanks for having me no problem thank, thank you. you remember you can follow us on Facebook at Taco the Town KC or on Twitter at Taco the Town KC please rate and review and subscribe to the show on iTunes Stitcher and Podbean if you'd like to recommend a taco place for us to review or give us a taco tip please send us a message to our email at taco the town topics at gmail.com Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi, and thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time... Can I, can I get, say, hey, Chris. We love... Chris is on ADD. There was a great yeah, Chris yeah. Garibaldi episode. Like, if you like Dave, if you know Dave, we're bringing Dave on to the show this week. So, like, if you want to hear funny old stories and stuff like this. Yeah, I'll be on uh, ADD, yeah. so check out the, and the it's, crossover. It's the ADD podcast. The ADD you spell podcast. that out with Jason Barr. So if you just type in Jason Barr with two R's in iTunes, it'll pop up. But you'll be on next, Chris Garibaldi, who's amazing. was so funny. Great stories. And until next time, go, go eat some tacos. tacos.